0: Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs, what is going on? This is your host, Adam Brewer. Uh, You are listening to the Michigan Maniac Podcast. Thank you very much. And please, before we get going, if you could go ahead and go to the Michigan Maniacs Podcast fan page on Facebook and just like it. Enjoy it. This is where I drop a lot of different articles that I find about Michigan football or different memes or whatever I like about Michigan football. I throw it on there. We talk about it. We have a good time. Also, anywhere where this podcast is platformed, please go ahead and leave a review if you can, especially in iTunes or Apple Podcasts because that helps us, Spotify, that helps us get uh, noticed even more um but let's get into this a little bit uh this week you know not a whole lot going on really because spring football the spring uh game was last week spring practices are ending this week uh but we did have a few interesting things happen uh for michigan and for ohio state which i don't mind bringing up um but here we go so Let's get the transfers out of the way. Some guy we don't even heard of some guy we haven't even heard of is transferring out of Michigan. Good luck to that guy, whoever he may be. Also, the other one that's transferring in the transfer portal is Miles Sims. Now you've probably heard me mention Miles Sims before because he's from Atlanta, I believe. Uh, he's also gotten the attention of Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders thought he was the next. Deion Sanders, so I was very excited about Miles Sims, but apparently through injury, uh, lack of focus maybe, maybe not fully understanding the defense or what may be going on, or just, you know what, to be quite honest, the competition at the at the cornerback level is immense right now uh Miles Sims can blame Dax Hill Daxon Hill for coming in for that I mean we did change Hawkins and um oh my god Hawkins and Jay uh, well no just Hawkins into from safety to cornerback eliminating a spot Hawkins looking good by the way Uh, But Miles Sams decides to go into the transfer portal. God bless him. I wish him a lot of luck. I wanted to be a huge fan of that kid. I really did. Uh, But you know what? I think we've got plenty, plenty of good cornerbacks right now. Uh, I'm looking forward to see what we do with all of them. I know St. Juice is out, medical retirement or whatever may happen, and then Miles Sims leaving, but we've got plenty. We have really just got plenty, especially when you have Ambry Thomas as one starter and then LaVert Hill when he comes back in as the other. We don't need that many because name any of the others that started last year when David Long and LaVert Hill were healthy. I'll wait. That's right, none. Even Even Brandon Watson, who great, for the majority of the season but it got exposed against ohio state they are so stubborn as a defensive unit that uh they didn't even take brandon watson out and put amory thomas in and just say listen cover the crossing route it doesn't matter what you do just cover it amory is way faster than brandon watson but still we didn't do that and that what brings up uh, this topic that I want to talk about. And it's going to cover two teams. And the the title of this is Pride Cometh Before the Fall, right? We suffered from this last year. I, as much as I loved, absolutely loved the Revenge Tour, right? It crescendoed way before it should, like... The natural progression of it ended before Ohio State, and it kinda hurt us, right? Because you got the fevered pitch with uh, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Penn State. Then it was an, then you know, then it was uh, Indiana and Rutgers, and then finally Ohio State. Now, if we had Michigan State, uh, Wisconsin. Then you took the break. Go into Penn State. And then the next week, Ohio State. If you don't subscribe to the theory that bitch-ass Grayjoy Mattson uh, sold us out, we'll just say everything's even, right? I think the the wave of momentum carries us through Ohio State. Pride cometh before the fall. And you've heard both now... uh, Zordich and Don Brown talk about, we just thought our guys were better than their guys. Pride. That right there says pride. We were too prideful and said our guys are vastly superior to Ohio State's guys. That no matter what they do, we're going to win. And what we noticed was that's not the case. So no, there were no fucking changes. There was, and if they were, if if Ryan Day could figure out what you're doing, you're definitely not working hard enough. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Uh. First of all, I may not be a defensive coordinator, but all I know is when I watch Brandon Watson get blown past numerous fucking times and uh, Tariq Kennel getting blown past numerous fucking times, you know what I do? I take those two out and I put the two fastest guys we have on the team and say, listen, cover these dudes. I don't care what you do. You cover these dudes. And it's not that hard. It wasn't that complex of a fucking route running. Just cover the crossing routes, dude. Plain and simple. You're telling me Amory Thomas couldn't cover the third ranked or the third string wide receiver for Ohio State? But no, we had Brandon Watson in there. He's good against Penn State, great against Wisconsin. Sucks against Penn State. I mean, he sucks against Ohio State. Plain and simple, but we kept him out there all game. Tyree Kennels. Pretty much sucked all year long. Uh, Real trooper. Real trooper. Made some decent plays. But got exposed more times than not. Northwestern showed it. Indiana showed it. Ohio State showed it. There's a lot of things that we should have been paying attention to. Pride cometh before the fall. So that's why that is a very important statement when it comes to Ohio State this year. They had some guy go into a backup quarterback, the second string backup quarterback, go into the transfer portal just this week along with uh, Miles Sims and some other guy we don't know. I don't know his name. It's probably Douchebag McDoucherson because if you go to Ohio State, let's face it, you're an asshole. Uh, But they got rid of or or the fake bravado of – Uh, Tate Martell the albino rat uh, All that bluster about You come on Justin Fields I'll take you on I ain't scared as soon as Justin Fields says he's coming I'm transferring (laughs) That goes to tell you Everything you need to know about Tate Martell I mean A real rat would have just dug in And fought for it But the albino rat Takes his talents to Miami Uh, Sure I'm sure he'll do all right with Miami I don't doubt it. He's a—I guess he's a decent quarterback for a, a red-eyed albino rat, but whatever, right? So then Doucher leaves two. Who knows where he's going? That leaves Justin Fields and then two guys that qualify as water boys. I don't even know who they are. Some weird exotic name, and then some asshole who knows who gives a shit. Like I said, the only thing Ohio State's got going for him this year was Justin Fields. And if he gets lit up because what three out of the three out of the five Ohio State offensive linemen are gone, uh, two of the top wide receivers for Ohio State are gone, maybe even three, I think it's three of the top. Wide receivers of Ohio State are gone. They're missing uh, Mike Weber, I think, went into the NFL draft. So everybody who did anything for Ohio State is gone this year. It was a rebuilding year, retooling year as it is. Pride. Cometh before the fall. And who was pride? Urban motherfucking Meyer. And how he ran that organization was all about bluster and pride. That's why he kept the dick shower in there, Zach Smith. That's why he did it. Pride. Uh, That's why he did everything he did. The whole fake I'm sick bullshit. Pride. All of it is pride. Pride cometh before the fall. This is their fall. I will almost guarantee it. Um, I hate Ohio State, so sometimes my hate colors my judgment. But all I know is every other major college football team has gone, has fallen, and fallen for some time before they became good again. The only one that hasn't fallen yet, Ohio State. USC, fallen, hasn't gotten up yet. Notre Dame, fallen, gotten back up. Alabama, fallen for quite a while. Saban walks in there, revitalized. Um, let's see, Michigan. We all know we've fallen, and we're getting back up. All right? Um, great. Penn State. Dude, the kiddie fuckers themselves. Dude, fallen, getting back up. I wouldn't say they're back yet, but they're getting back up. Major college, univers- Miami, the U, Fallen. trying to get back up. A little wobbly, you know what I mean? Florida State, same thing. Every major college university has one huge fall. Texas, decades before they got back up. Same with Oklahoma, decades before they got back up. Nebraska going through it right now. Pride cometh before the fall. If you look at all the—Pete Carroll, all about pride. The fall. Oh, you Penn State, those kiddie fuckers, that's all about pride. The fall. I mean, look. just look at every single team that's fallen. It's all been about pride. Ohio State's the only one that hasn't. Urban Meyer's gone. Ryan Day is shouldering the load. They are going to fall. Justin Fields better hope to God he's like Iron Man. No, he better hope he got he's like Wolverine. He's got uh, titanium or ultimanium or whatever the fuck is in oh, and, uh, with uh, Wolverine's blood or his blood. V- Bones or whatever the fuck he's made out of. You better hope that Justin Fields is made out of that. Because if he gets one big hit, donezo. See you later, kid. I mean, he's got, like I said, maybe 15 snaps in college football. And then we're all supposed to be scared about this kid. His, he had, yeah, okay. So the spring game, he had one 98-yard touchdown run. Or pass. That may have to say everything you need to know about Ohio State football. When it comes to defense and offense, because the rest of the time the kid didn't do shit. Now, let's get back to us. Um, I wanna say with there's one thing that I got from the spring the spring game that I had read through tweets or I have seen in social media, whatever. People are like Look at what we're doing, all the damage that Samer Steele is doing or Sander Steel is doing in the middle of the field. We still, as a defense, haven't figured out the crossing pattern. Well, two things they come up with. One, The spring game, I think, was just something that was to showcase the offense. To really show us, the fans who are major doubters, that uh, Jim Harbaugh has changed. Has really decided to give the reins over to Gattis. So, I think that was mainly a showcase. But, the one thing I do know... Iron sharpens iron. So our defense last year had to always face our starting offense and that lame fucking approach offensively, which only Stanford does, by the way. So if we were if we are playing Stanford every year, we'd be perfectly one hundred percent ready to defend them. But so that's the great thing about Gaddis coming in here. So yes, maybe we get exposed throughout practices. On the crossing routes and things like that because our, that's what our offense is really good at now. And that's what our, our offense's focus is. But if you're Don Brown and you're not a dumb man, you figure that out and you're like, okay, well, every game we're going up, every practice we're going up against top-notch talent. Because regardless of what you want to think about Michigan, we're getting top-notch talent now. Every year, you're going to tell me that Nico Collins, DPJ, and fucking Tariq Black aren't top-notch talent. They're not going into the NFL. You're just a bitter asshole if you don't think that's true. Also, Saner still must be the real deal because we've seen him do some amazing things in that spring game. Plus, last time I checked, you don't hear Harbaugh talk a lot about a kid unless he's doing something. Plain and simple. All right? A running game will come. I mean, if... Uh, we just don't really have anybody right now that's healthy and that wanted to play. You know what I mean? So let's forget about the running backs right now, but we'll get there. So I'm just saying that if our defense every week has to see that kind of talented offense coming at us, iron sharpens iron, we're going to figure that shit out. You don't think Don Brown's going to get tired of seeing us get embarrassed in in, uh, in, in practices? That's what's going to happen. We're going to figure that shit out. I mean, it, they, they do movies about it. I mean, remember the movie The Rookie where the coach was throwing like 95 and the kids didn't realize it, but his, his kids constantly having to deal with him pitch to them got better at seeing fastballs, curveballs, whatever, because he was a major league talent. Go back is Dennis Quaid, very good movie. Gets me kind of teary-eyed because his son's name Hunter, my son's name Hunter. It's a you know whole emotional guy bull thing. You know, whatever, right? So anyways, iron sharpens iron. We're definitely going to make some improvements on our defense. Uh also uh, media availability today and I read some notes uh that uh what do we have with um Oh, the defense. What am I talking about? Don Brown, my fault. Uh, I was daydreaming there for a second. Don Brown gave us some hints about what some of the players that he's seen and what he believes in, right, and what he sees out there on the field. So we'll go pay. He said, Pay might be technically the best football player in the country. That's out of Don Brown's mouth. I know. Ohio State game, Florida State. I mean the Florida game. Has given us some pause about how talented this guy is as a defensive mind. But I think there was more to play to those things. Uh, stubbornness, pride, plus a cheating lying son of a bitch at your defensive line uh, coordinator. I think a lot of things added up to some bullshit. Anyways, uh, he thinks pay, I, I think Quiddy is going to have a great year. Aiden Hutchinson's another beast. I think he's just going to fucking dominate. I've seen pictures of him and I try to post them on the Michigan Maniac podcast fan page on Facebook. This dude is a beast. He's already bigger than his dad. His dad was an All American. His dad, I think, even went to the NFL. One hell of an athlete this Aiden Hutchinson. I can't wait to see what he does. Now, also, Pay I think, is going to dominate. Uh, He also said Mozzie Smith, a freshman, true freshman. He said his strength and physicality, his prowess, needs to translate onto the field. That just tells me he doesn't have enough experience in college football, obviously. He's still in that that high school mindset where he can dominate just one-on-one. Now, from what I heard... I wish I could have been there, Uh, but from what I heard, he gave Cesar Ruiz all he could handle a few times in those scrimmages. So if a true freshman, and from what I hear, he's, if not the strongest defensive lineman, one of the strongest defensive linemen we have right now, and he's a true freshman. Chris Hinton's coming in. Don't forget about that kid. I mean, he's a talent. So we've got a bright future in the middle. And with the continued idea of brightness, let's talk about Carlo Kemp. The kid's up to 290 plus. And from what Don Brown says, he's even more athletic than last year. Than last year. Dude, Carlo Brown was a, I mean, Carlo Kemp was a pimp last year. I mean, straight up athletic freak. And he's better now that he's heavier? Give me a break, dude. We are going to dominate in the middle. I really do. If Mozzie Smith gets his fitness up, gets his fitness up because from the guys that I... Trusted to Give me some reports that the one thing that they saw mainly from Ozzie Smith was his fitness wasn't up because he'd have his hands on his hip and you could tell he was slowing down the longer the scrimmage went. That's just a young kid. I mean, also, it's April. I mean, come on. You know what I mean? So that shit's going to get better. And if that's the worst you can say about him at that point, that's pretty effing great. Um, Also... Uh, David Ajabo can fly from what uh, Don Brown says. I mean, I think this is like his second year playing football. Holy crap. Uh, can't wait to see what this kid can do. Um, Bench Mason apparently is putting on enough weight to be impressive at these spots. I would say a uh, Chase Winovich type. I don't know how much he's going to do, to be quite honest. I mean, he's he's biting off a lot. But... The kid is just such a good kid. Everything I've read about him, everything I've ever seen about this kid, he just is such a good quality kid. So I really hope the best for him. Um, let's see here. Oh, now we have had a lot. I've seen on Twitter, you know, social media, people are freaking out because we keep losing these kids to transfers or to. Um, Like, uh, academic failure, right? But I'll be honest, tough. That's just something they know when they sign on with us. We're not Alabama. You can't, or ASU, or Auburn, or any of these dumb other motherfucking schools where you can just show up and not doing anything will get you through. Michigan is, we take pride That we just aren't a sports school. We are a top, we're not even private, we're a public school. But we're in the top 15 in all schools, private and public, in education. That's a source of pride for us at Michigan. You can't say that about Alabama. You You can't even say that about any other team in the SEC other than Vanderbilt. And we all know how Vanderbilt plays. So ultimately, what we are, Michigan, we're constantly overachieving because we are a smart school. You need to be intelligent to do and to be at Michigan. To be a Michigan Wolverine, you can't be a moron. You just can't. And look at what Vanderbilt does. Nothing in the SEC. But look what Michigan does. We're constantly overachieving because we pick the right people to be in the right positions and the right coaching jobs. Well, for the most part, I don't, I hate to include Rich Rod and Brady Hoke in our whole existence because the Rich Rod hiring pride cometh before the fall. Another bit of evidence showing that. Pride meaning that we had Les Miles signed up, ready to go. But because somebody didn't like him, <coughs> Lloyd Carr, read the books, you'll find that shit out. Lloyd Carr did not like Les Miles. Let it slip to Curb hurt Street. Kurt Herb Street fucking tells the whole world. And fucking Les Miles says goodbye. And what do we do? We grabbed the next best thing, which was Rich Rodriguez, and that started our fall. Pride cometh before the fall. I know it's a theme, but that's just, if you look back at all the major fuck-ups in college football, you will see that this is true. And it's no more obvious than with us. Um, yeah, with the with you know with the academic thing, I hope Chris Evans comes back. Kareem Walker was a was a transfer to Mississippi State, which I'm actually kind of looking forward to because I know a dog that got a four year degree in law from Mississippi State. That's right, Mississippi State has a Bowser for a lawyer. That's what they can they can. I'm just kidding, but I'm just telling you right now. That's how low their bars are. You don't need to be that smart to go to Mississippi State. Uh, I think Kareem Walker's way above that bar, and I think athletically he is, so I can't wait to see what happens. I cannot wait, because I really believe that this kid was something else. And that's what hurts my feelings over the last couple seasons. I have really hitched my wagon to a bunch of kids that don't want to stick it out and get the fuck out of Dodge. Miles Sims being one, uh, Kareem Walker being one, uh... Solomon being another one, Aubrey Solomon being another one. I'm going to be paying attention to all, to these, all three of these kids and see where they go because I really want to think that my initial uh, scouting, even though I'm not a scout, uh, that I know football. And watching these kids play, I definitely think I, I have a good bead on who they are. So I'm very curious to see. So I hope Chris Evans comes back, but I really do hope either Christian Turner or Charbonnet really get the rock the most this year. And I hope they do something with it. Uh, Hassan Haskins. Sure. Whatever. To be quite honest, I just want our running back to be impressive. And I really do believe with speed and space, that's going to happen because you can't focus on the run. When we have three big wide receivers out there and a slot guy, you just can't. When they're pushing, when they're putting the slot guy or Sanders still in the backfield and they're running him out of the backfield and they're doing all sorts of things, a fucking little, uh, little zone blocking run can turn into a ten to fifteen yard run every time because they're not paying attention to him. So I don't know if our running back really makes a difference this year outside of 10 yards. I think whatever our running back needs to be this year is the guy who can make the second or third guy miss because he's not even going to see the first guy till he's six yards downfield, to be quite honest. I that's how I see speed and space working, and that's how I see our running game working. I really don't. I don't think this is going to be the year we really need to worry about who our starting running back is. To be quite honest, I really don't. And I think we have enough talent there to to be fine. Um, now, also from what some of my friends have noticed in that spring. And that spring training or spring game was there was a few times that there was zone called blitzes and zone just in general played. Uh, that's a good sign that that shows me that Dan that Don Dan Don Brown has really kind of listened and seen the error of his ways, and he's going to add some shit in there. Very excited about this. So overall, I think it was. Uh, I think the spring, the spring gang, spring practices, however you want to call them, have been extremely positive. We got a bunch of kids in early that we wanted to get in. They started making some noise. Uh, we figured some things out. I think some timely uh, injuries, even though I don't like them, I think they were at the right time. So this way we could evaluate some of our wide receivers And we kind of got an idea that we have better wide receivers than we thought and we're deeper than we ever thought we were. So this has been a fantastic spring practice. I really do. I think we learned some great things. We've seen that we still can't cover the the crossing routes that well, but then in other times we can. And those other times were zone-called blitzes or zone-called defenses. So I really do think that we've learned quite a bit about what we were last year we fall we fell hard last year with Ohio State our pride allowed uh, led us to the fall and I think we're getting back up now I think that that fall allowed Harbaugh to really look at himself to see where he lacked uh Shea Patterson same thing I think we all Don Brown same thing I think we really we needed that loss as much as it really scarred me and probably all of us. I think that was one of those losses we can look back on when we, and I'm calling it right now, and I think I called it last week, we're winning the Big Ten this year. Without a doubt, we're winning the Big Ten this year. And I'm going to I'm going to do a little bit more research on Ohio State, but I'm telling you right now, I'm going to call, I'm going to hold off on the call, but... Sooner or later, I'm going to tell you what I think of where Ohio State's going to end this year. And I can't wait to see if I'm right. And I'm going to do schedule soon. I'm going to do uh, predictive the winners, what we're going to be at the end of the year. I'm going to do a skeptical Michigan fan and then a maniac Michigan fan. and And we'll compare the two. I'm also going to give you my starters, who I believe will win the starting job coming up soon. Um, and see if I'm right. There's a few things that I I can't wait because I want to read the tea leaves. I want to see how good I can do. Now, granted, I could be way off on all this. But, like I said, I don't live in A2. I don't get to do the the press conferences. I don't get to do any of that shit. I don't have any real insiders. So what I'm doing is reading articles, trying to uh, digest everything, and put my amazing brain my amazing football brain, into this. So we'll see what happens. But this has been a fantastic episode. I'm super happy I did it. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Just continue to rate the show, please. Give us uh, as many five stars as you can because that's what's going to get other Michigan Maniacs to pay attention to us and really get this ball rolling. We have really done a great job, word of mouth. Super proud of all you guys. Um, Like I always say, it is fantastic and amazing it is always great to be a michigan wolverine and forever and always guys go blue